0: I'm Drew, here with my little sister Ashley and best friend Derek, and today is February 16th, 1990. That's right, the past. Ashley, what are we doing here?
1: Well, we love 1990 so much, we're spending an entire year there rollerblading, working at the mall, and of course, seeing new movies as they come out each week. This week, we're dissecting our sixth movie so far from 1990, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Rated R, a monster movie from the man who created Hellraiser.
0: That sounds awesome. You also mentioned we got jobs at the mall, and we might talk about that more next week. First, we just need to point out that we're we're really committed to this year and this <laughs> podcast, so much so that we have leaving, left our leaving, left our <laughs> life lives behind from 2021. So that we could spend an entire year here in 1990 and really like get a feel for the scene. Ashley, um, how did you take the news when I first told you that you weren't going back to the present?
1: (laughs) I was okay with it. I like 1990, so why not? Yeah. It's easier than going back and forth, so I'd rather just be stuck there for a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly I I was not gonna get I mean I was I asked y'all, but I had already disabled the rollerblades. So Sneaky. I you know wasn't gonna give you the option, but I was surprised how quickly you accepted it anyway. So
1: yeah, don't need 2021 right now. So I'm okay with it.
2: I think I we, left my oven on though in 2021.
0: Well, that's not fine, your problem. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's nice of you to join us, Derek. We've haven't seen you much throughout the days. As Ashley and I are working hard and in in meeting up in the food court, um, and we have no idea where <laughs> where you've been. But um, you can fill us in on that later. We do have a movie to discuss, so let's get into it.
3: Boone and Laurie, they were warned to stay away. Ain't nothing but dead folk, but didn't listen. Now they're no longer lovers, for she's become the hunted, and he's become one of the Nightbreed. From the creator of Hellraiser, Nightbreed, rated R, starts Friday at theaters everywhere.
0: Ooh. That was a great announcer voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that guy. We should keep track of who's doing the the promos for these movies and have like our favorite our favorite ones
1: oh that's a good idea i like
0: that so yeah we watched night read a lesser known movie in clive barker's filmography he's obviously most known for hellraiser and as a horror writer um just like a horror icon for creating some of the most memorable characters in the genre um this movie is no exception but apparently it just kind of bombed at the box office Mm -hmm. and just became a cult classic over over time um Ashley what was your familiarity with this movie or you know Hellraiser
1: no familiar with night no familiarity with Nightbreed but I remember Hellraiser only because I remember like Pinhead yeah but I don't I started watching it I went to Blockbuster last night because I wanted to do some Clive Barker um like research on him mm-hmm. and I started watching it last night I haven't finished it yet but it's really good it's, yeah. da- it's creepy. Um, I'm pretty impressed. So I'm excited to finish it.
0: Yeah, I watched it as as well. And like Pinhead isn't even the most memorable like creature that they that they create of what they're called centibites. Um, mm-hmm. So that the like torture demons from another dimension that gets summoned because of this puzzle box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <So> it, <laughs> It's actually a really straightforward movie in a good in a good way. Um, I think part of what held Nightbreed back from success must have been. How it's trying to do so much its trying to create a very elaborate fantasy world and, and you know, like establish 20 different monster characters in, in one movie, uh, whereas Hellraiser kept it pretty clean and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this was my first experience with Nightbreed and I went to Hollywood Video. In oh. <laughs> Rented Hellraiser and watched the whole thing. We could have um,
1: saved like a dollar fifty.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know why um we didn't we just watch it together, but uh okay. nonetheless, um we we did our own thing. It's it's awesome. I can't believe that I didn't really hold it in the same uh esteem as Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Halloween. It's it's easily as cool from like a character design standpoint from a story standpoint as any of those uh movies and it's like just a little more darker and twisted um mm-hmm. you know and Freddy's so campy which is the fun but this is like yeah the hellraiser creatures are straight up night out of your you know yeah nightmares. they're terrifying yeah. <laughs> derek what about you no
2: background i do remember though seeing uh candy which apparently is from the same Uh, director yeah
0: yep jordan peele um i don't know if he directed it or just produced it there was a new Candyman supposed to come out this last october um in 2020 um so we'll see if we get to see that if we can ever find our way back to the present um (laughs) i I guess we should jump into our favorite parts of nightbreed people
3: i'm like you that's why i'm here shut the fuck up you are meet if we eat him, we break the law it's true Everything's true god's an astronaut Jeez. ours is over the rainbow the <laughs> Midians where the monsters live
1: yeah such a good oh such a good voice
0: yeah i want to rewatch it um so we have to talk first about the monsters i mean this is a monster movie through and through we'll kind of talk about what genres this falls into in a bit but ashley what did you think of the monster design and the practical effects just like used throughout this movie
1: i was really impressed i mean i because usually the monster movie has a few like a few monsters but this had a whole underground city essentially of monsters and they're all very unique looking the Mm -hmm. ones look like porcupines ones that have like hands growing out of its face just like they're all over the place it was was, was great
0: yeah they're they're mostly creepy but there's a range of like they're not all supposed to be mean or like Mm -hmm. there's a range of different personality types represented it's a not so subtle um theme of the of the movie that the these monsters are like outcast people that have been outcast from society and you know mistreated and and haven't really like had been given a fair chance um sometimes for good reason and sometimes for you know just just that's a lot of people get fucked over by, by society um yeah I I was so blown away like you said by the amount of different like creatures that that they created for this movie it seemed to me especially as you get to some of the more like um when she's first touring midian mm-hmm. um looking for uh the the girlfriend of a dude who gets turned into a monster is is trying to find him and she's just going on like a haunted house tour yep. through <laughs> the the catacombs and yeah. the new monster pops out at every corner it's just like there's there's some shots of Midian exterior, like this, um, old cemetery that's, that's overgrown that look very much like matte paintings or, or whatever they look, mm-hmm. um, you can tell that it's not a real location, but the sets and monsters that they had to build for this is just, it, like, it looks like it must have been the most expensive movie ever made. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very well um, done. <laughs> I mean, not just because it looked perfect, but just because there was so much of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because there's so many different monsters to discuss, we're going to bring back a special version of choose your character for this week's episode, choose your monster. Woo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so Ashley, what monster do you want to inhabit for the rest of this episode?
1: I wish she had a cooler name, but I'm just going to (laughs) be Rachel. (laughs) (laughs)
0: describe Um,
1: rachel sure she's like this beautiful monster um so you can't really tell that she's part of nightbreed at all except for she can basically turn herself into air and go through like keyholes and like different rooms and stuff um and she's also pretty brutal and she like doesn't she rip a guy's heart out like she like with her fist she like pulls out his guts
0: is that when she's at the the police station Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah So she's like beautiful. Oh, she shows. Oh, and she's also like completely naked because she has to like lose all her clothes to like turn into this, turn into the air to go through. But then she like kills this guy. Um, But she's pretty, I don't know, she's pretty um, sweet for the most part. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of emotional. And yeah, and she has a kid that her
0: kid, but she's taking mm -hmm. care of a kid.
1: She's like the mother of the night breed, um, essentially. And at one point she even says, which I think is, I don't know. I think she's really sweet. She's talking to Lori, who is the girlfriend of the guy who just turns into a night breed. And she just says, um, to be able to fly, to be smoke or a wolf, to know the night and live in it forever. That's not so bad. You call us monsters, but when you dream, you dream of flying and changing and living without death, you envy us and what you envy. And then Lori responds, we destroy.
0: Yeah. There you go. There's it's the thing so of the good. movie. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's so good. So <laughs> the good.
0: The people are the real monsters. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Um, excellent choice. Um, Derek, do you want to pick yours? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: Shuna Sassy, the porcupine flinging or porcupine needle flinging uh, female character. She was pretty cool. And that just kind of, I don't know, stuck out to me.
0: I thought stuck out literally. Um, I, I thought what was funny about that scene was she's like kind of seductively mm-hmm. um, trying to lure these police officers. Once the once the entire police force of Canada descends on Midian to try to <laughs> blow up, literally blow up their their uh, <laughs> home, um, she's like surrounded by three police officers and like slinks into a dark corner. And she shoots one poison um prick uh mm-hmm. at, at one of the at cops. A prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it and it um immobilizes him and pretty much kills him right away. And then she and then she unleashes like a dozen of them into the mm-hmm. next person for for good measure. Yeah, and um, she like,
1: kind of like balls up and like the quills shoot out and just like yeah. shoot up all over him and then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Pretty <exactly>. cool. <laughs>
0: um over quill, you might call it. Um, you might. Yeah. So for <laughs> for my character, I'm gonna go with the dude um, you heard in the clip, Peliquin. He's red. He's <laughs> evil. Um, he looks like a close to a classic representation of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the skin, the red skin is is a big giveaway there. He's got an awesome voice, and he likes to call humans meat. Yeah. <laughs> Up the wall, I want meat. Yeah, it the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And he just gives, as you heard in that that opening clip, he gives some really philosophical nuggets in and in, are interweaved with his menacing <laughs> like <laughs> his menacing threats. So um cool. Well, we've got our characters. Um, we'll see how that factors into the rest of the discussion. Ashley, I wanted to figure out like where this movie fits in the continuum between fantasy and horror. Um, obviously it's mixing both. Um, but the, the main like villain of the movie, um, is a man who's not a monster. He's a, um, not a literal monster. He's a mm-hmm. psychologist who is a, um, serial killer yep. He wears a, um, Basically, the mask from Batman Begins, the Scarecrow mask. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I guess it's from a lot of Scarecrow things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So he's basically creating a monster character, but he is a man which feeds into that theme. I don't know. So there was Slasher. And then as we've talked about all these, like this whole other world of Midian with the monsters. Did you see this as a fantasy movie um, or a horror movie?
1: Well, it's kind of tricky so it started off as horror and so i was like yeah. oh the serial killer like this is gonna be like the main storyline and then it goes into this like whole fantastic world so i don't even i mean i'm gonna say it's more of a fantasy just because of all the creatures and like uh, the whole world that they develop um and then it just has aspects of horror but clive barker says that his like type um he's not like your standard horror writer so he coined the term he's a fabulist Mm. Which is a genre he mm. created for himself that says he stems from folklore, fairy tales, and scripture. Nice. So based on that, I would say it's more of a fantasy with like a horror aspect. But
0: yeah, and and obviously we don't have to pigeonhole it into into mm-hmm. one thing. What I, I thought was so cool about the movie is that it really leaned into both. I mean, yeah. usually if it's a fan, if it feels like more of a fantasy movie, um, like some of the ones we might we might talk about in our our discussion of monster movie collections of monsters from movies past. um, They feel like they hit all the fantasy beats. This one, because it had the serial killer working Mm -hmm. in parallel to the monster movie, um, I thought that added a fresh fresh spin on it. I would venture that part of the reason it didn't become a huge hit is because it was hard to market it, hard Mm -hmm. to uh, give audiences. A clear expectation of of what was going on, and frankly, I mean to be fair, even though I loved um, many aspects of the movie, just from a story plot standpoint, it was uneven. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, for sure. Compared to like Hellraiser, which is, you know, dude comes back to life and he's being hunted by pain torture beings from another dimension. I guess that doesn't sound straightforward. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's very simple compared to Nightbreed, which is like trying to do so much in one movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you read anything about whether they were going to make more of these?
1: So they were going to, and then they dropped it, um, which is unfortunate, but they also marketed it. I mean, I think part of the problem was 20th Century Fox marketed this movie as like a slasher feature. Mm. And so people went to go see it thinking it'd be that, and it turns into this whole thing about monsters in this fantasy realm. So the way it was marketed, was a bit odd. And then there was another thing about, clive reicher under or he heard let's see hold on From the marketing team at 20th century fox and he was like showing the movie to everyone before he released it um that they there was a danger that the audience would identify with the monsters and they were like worried about that like the marketing team and he's like but but that's what he said he's like that was like the first alarm bell because like the whole point of the film was for you to like feel for these monsters and like so. You mean
0: you're not supposed to like the cigar-chomping police? Commando right, <laughs> dude, yeah. who's just clearly like the most ridiculous villain mm-hmm. ever. I mean, you the 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 common ground between monster and man is the main character, Aaron. Is it Aaron Boone? Yep. Um, um, he's he's an interesting figure. So the the human storyline revolves around basically a, a love story between, um, Boone and what was the other lady's name, Lori? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty touching or, or, you know, pretty effective story. It doesn't, it kind of just starts with him having nightmares and they're going to go away for a weekend, um, to kind of like forget, uh, the stresses of, of their, you know, city, city lives Mm -hmm. and just their chemistry or, or something immediately made me, uh, attached enough to their relationship for a movie like this I don't know did you find their like and then and then she basically spends most of the movie searching for him or trying to get him back did you find their love story compelling
1: um I did until the end
0: (laughs) yeah we can go ahead and and spoil it What what did you not like about the end
1: So at the end, they basically escape and he's going to become, Boone's going to become like the Messiah for all of Midian and like lead them to the better path or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I can't do this without you. Like, I love you. And then he's just like, well, I can't like we're all like undead, essentially, like you're not one of us. And then she stabs herself to become Mm -hmm. one of them. And then he saves her. And now she's part of the Nightbreed. I just hated it. I hated the ending of them so much.
0: (laughs) It was a little (laughs) because it was a happy ending.
1: Well, I just, I mean, she spent the whole movie searching for him. And I really like liked that part about it. And I was like, oh, they really care about each other. But for her to like kill herself, for them to be together, it was just a little, little much.
0: Well, uh, but what's the alternative? I mean, they, they break up and do their own things. I mean, she didn't yeah. kill herself. She, yeah. She made herself undead.
1: Okay. But like, it just seemed as dramatic.
0: I, I mean, well, yeah, it was dramatic. All right. It was Romeo and Juliet style, except they get to keep living afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the confusing things about the the monsters in the movie is basically the way you turn someone into a nightbreed is by biting, um, but they're mm-hmm. all different types of monsters. None of them are, I guess. I guess the Aaron character is the most the one that looks the most like a vampire, um, yeah. as we know it from from pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, real vampires, on the other hand, you would never know what they look like. Yeah. Um. So, I I, I kind of disagree. I, they also changed the ending i think we saw um in our theatrical experience (laughs) um the we didn't get like another kicker uh at the end of the credits um so um maybe there's something we're we're missing with the ending but i I get where you're coming from i just i just kind of read it in, in a different way he didn't want her to have to live as a monster because of the the struggle that comes along with with being an outcast from society she didn't want them not to be together so this was the only the only reason she killed herself was just because that was then he would have to change her she forced she forced his hand all about Um, a compromise right (laughs) yeah and if they break up i mean she's gonna be you know, have a limited dating pool of other She'll be
1: Pelican, probably other
0: night breed. Yeah, <laughs> good for me. Um, <laughs> Clive Barker's movies um are also known for their uh somewhat horniness. Um, mm-hmm. Hellraiser being popular in the BDSM community, the leather, the hooks, the um, restraints. This movie didn't go as far um into that as 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 others, but it was interesting when they reunited at the police station, they're about to have sex <laughs> rather than go save the day or whatever, <laughs> Yeah. and uh, your character or one of the other characters is like, uh, guys, we gotta go. No we gotta go do.
1: save this whole place where you belong yeah. now, so let's just yeah. wrap it up.
0: <laughs> um, we have a clip here, Derek, that I don't remember what it is, so let's play that.
3: <laughs> but it was all about leading me here. I was born to destroy Boom and the breed together. <laughs> mm. You're crazy. No, I'm death. Plain and simple. Say it! <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> so that's a good example of the movie leaning into pure slasher territory. Interestingly, David Cronenberg plays mm-hmm. the, um, psycho- the the killer psychologist. And... Um, He's most known as a film director uh for The Fly and a bunch of a bunch of like practical history, effects. History having, of Violence,
1: right? Yeah, History of that Violence. That was really good. Um,
0: last movie ever to come out on VHS, by the way. Oh. Um so he yeah, he was good and the movie can be I mean it's not it's not really ever scary, is it? No. Or is it? Yeah.
1: I thought well, the very beginning.
0: Yeah, the beginning where you see Dr. Sure.
1: Decker kill that family.
2: Oh that's
0: yeah. Scary. That's true.
1: But then after that, no. But that very beginning, I was like, oh, no, I was like, this is gonna be like a horror, like terrifying movie. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I don't blame the studio for, I mean, or the marketing department for having to pick one or the other to, you know, you can't market uh, when you're factoring in commercial considerations. Uh, everything else is out the window. But anyway, from just a movie standpoint, I, I thought mixing the two was was a really cool um, mm-hmm. unique experience. Let's talk about just kind of the final showdown um, before before we uh, move on. Ashley, did you like the climax of the movie, the action climax?
1: Yeah, it was like a yeah. nonstop action of like monsters fighting the police force for it seemed like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's where I was like this. The, I said it earlier, but that's where I was like, this has to be the most <laughs> expensive movie made to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, we will be watching uh the most expensive movie ever made later this year which i'm very excited for but i won't i won't spoil that i will say it features an actor who um uh, was named after a puppy that you recently fostered so oh there you go (laughs) so no turtles for you but not for anyone else (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so this movie had an actual budget of what like 11 million Mm -hmm. which is not a lot so they did an insane amount of of work and labor to get this many monsters and this much action on yeah. the screen for that budget um even though uh it would not be a hit unfortunately um you certainly get your money's worth <laughs> in the view, in one viewing experience um but yeah i i thought that the the sequence where basically everybody in town it it it's when you know you're supposed to empathize with the monsters more than the humans because they round up all the like most redneck type people from, yeah from the town. And you know, they're, the they're led by this sheriff who is just comically like an over the top uh militant, like mm-hmm. bad dude. And so, yeah, there's no way at that point that you're going to be cheering for the, the like faceless horde when you have, like a relationship to the monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, They do unleash, what are the monsters they unleash from like a a, a underground cell called?
1: The Breakers, the um, the Berserkers. Berserkers, Berserkers. They were nuts looking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are monsters that you clearly don't want to fuck with. And then there are ones like Rachel (laughs) who are more, you know, have a more of a traditional human side. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, again, we use the word human but the movie is kind of pointing out that there's a lot of variance and goodness in humans as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love this movie overall. Um, un, uneven at times, but yeah. real fun. Um, it's making me inspired to go back through uh, more Clive Barker material. Um, I even kind of want to read some of the stories that that he wrote because it's clear you can only do so much in a movie it's not they don't have the scope of lord of the rings um even though it's a million times better um or or harry potter but you can i would be curious to see the world building in like the the you know you have an infinite budget when you're on the page <laughs> mm-hmm. so i would be curious to see kind of like uh the pure uh, story version of of some of his stuff yeah um do you have anything else to say about this movie
1: I really liked it. I was impressed. That's it.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, Let's take a quick break from our discussion of Nightbreed while we tune our dials to NR90 for NID release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990. Our new home starting with a hit tune. So the song you just heard was black velvet by Alana miles up eight spots to number 20 on the billboard top 100 for the week of February 16th, 1990. Ashley, what's happening in news or pop culture this week?
1: Well, February. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) We have a new heavyweight boxing champion. Here's the call.
3: Awesome! Cool. Hey, hey. Wow! It. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. God, it's like we were there.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> intense! Of the world. So, in a huge upset, James Buster Douglas KOs Mike Tyson in the tenth round in Tokyo, Japan, to win the world heavy heavyweight boxing title.
0: Yeah, this was huge. I mean, watching people at the mall react to it, um, everyone's <laughs> all hyped up on the streets um mike tyson was like at the top of his the height of his powers uh right about now as they said in the clip he had never even been knocked down he was just like an unstoppable um boxing machine and yeah buster douglas knocked him down and he wasn't able to get back up
1: yep see you later
0: so all monsters or yeah, I guess I, can, I guess it's okay to call Mike Tyson a monster. You wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all monsters can uh, be overtaken by the right uh, combination of uppercuts and and, and <laughs> other boxing moves. <laughs> That's the only one you know. Yeah. Um,
1: what? How's the box office doing? <laughs> Did oh, this one make the, the boxing cut? office. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: So. Driving Miss Daisy (laughs) still
1: still holding on
0: still hanging on to the number one spot. Um, our movie from, our movie from last week, Hard to Kill, number two. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so we've got Nightbreed coming in, uh, down at number six. So all right, as we alluded to, it isn't going to be as big of a hit as we would have liked, and as the financiers would have (laughs) liked, and everyone involved, I'm sure. But yeah, it wasn't like. non-existent at the box office so it just couldn't topple a terrible steven seagal movie somehow yeah that's weird (laughs) so anyway that just goes to show you like a lot of what we talked about last week the random appeal of steven seagal um in that week you know in the context of 1990 versus today like you know today is also 1990 but people in back in 2021 like would have no, no use for Steven Seagal, whereas I think they would appreciate Nightbreed.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyway, I think it's time for our favorite segment of NR ninety: rank the blank. Pew 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 yeah this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites this week's topic movie with the best collection of monsters ashley um do you want to give us the honorable mentions and also reveal the results of our instagram poll
1: sure so honorable mentions are labyrinth pan's labyrinth hellboy monster squad monsters (laughs) inc and love and monsters Monster, monster, monster.
0: Yeah. It um, doesn't have to have monster in the name, but it's it's a common tool to yeah. <laughs> tell people, audiences that your movie has monsters.
1: Um, and then the Instagram poll, um, we have a couple different ones that were not on this list. So Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Which didn't even think about. Nightmare Before Christmas. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus. Monsters, Inc., which is on that list. Um, yep. And then Penny Dreadful.
0: Oh, yeah. Show.
1: And Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but that's just a monster. So.
0: Yeah. Those are, there's like the universal classic monsters. That could be mm-hmm. its own, uh, subcategory. Um, Space Jam is awesome because it, they're going up against the tune squad versus the monster squad. So yep. That definitely fits. Um, since we're only a few days removed from Valentine's day, love and monsters is a fun, like recent rom-com from last year that is also kind of like a smaller movie that feels like it has a huge budget um it's it's a dystopian movie where this dude is trying to find um a, a girl that he got separated with right when like a monster apocalypse hit oh okay and so they're in encou- he's encountering like all these crazy uh, creatures on his journey to find his lost love
1: he finds um, her right spoiler. He finds her,
0: but there are some complications. She's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Um, let's set up before we uh, reveal our choices. These are a few criteria we might use to rank our very scientifically chosen <laughs> options here. <laughs> so, I thought it would be useful again since we're not we want to differentiate from like movies that have one really memorable monster or memorable type of monsters, I would say gremlins is a decent example of a monster, a collection of monsters. When you, when you look at the scenes like them in the movie theater, Mm -hmm. um, and you see they're different or them at the bar and you see their different personalities, um, definitely gremlins too, but
1: yeah, with the bat, is that the one with the bat and like the different variants? Yeah, exactly. But Mm
0: -hmm. for the most part, they're one, they're one type of monster. Um, So we're going for volume of monsters, variety of monsters, originality, and of course, wow factor. And in a new twist, um, in the past, we've played clips for all of our our choices. What we're going to do going forward is reward, we have real stakes here, we're going to reward the winner of Rank the Blank with the opportunity to play their movie clip. So Ashley. What is your selection for best collection of movie monsters?
1: Selection, best collection. So mine is um legend with Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Um it has unicorns, there's fairies, there's goblins, there's a swamp creature, a princess, elves. <laughs> it really has everything. A princess uh, monster. A princess monster. <laughs> <laughs> um well she turns into a monster and then comes back. She turns yeah. into like a dark princess. But True. like Tim Curry plays this really in- like humongous, like devil looking. Yeah creature and he's called The Lord of Darkness. It's really everyone should watch this movie. Oh, I knew you favorites. were gonna pick
0: this. I saw this coming a mile away.
1: Well it's one of my favorites. Um, well, and I used yeah, to watch it all no, the time a, as a kid.
0: It's a perfect choice. I was this is the uh, that's the kind of the type of movie I was thinking when we were discussing, you know, fantasy versus horror. Like mm-hmm. these 80s um style fantasy movies with you know, like the dark dark castle style creatures yeah. um was a popular subgenre um we should have so, added a
1: never ending story that's a great one too
0: oh yeah never ending story honorable mention mm-hmm. um of course we've uh forgot to mention that nightbreed in the collection of monsters from nightbreed is in is is in contention as yep. it inspired the list um so legend is your choice for my choice <laughs> i'm not going to win i'm just going <laughs> to Wow,
1: I, okay. <laughs> I
0: all the all the really good choices. I felt like I didn't have a honest personal connection to movies like Monster Squad, um Little Monsters, like I know of those movies. Um in those are, or even Pan's Labyrinth or something which I only recently saw uh since moving to Portland. Like I wanted to pick something like I always try to do for this category that feels unique to me. So I'm going with the recent film Annihilation, um, book adaptation where there's like this, um, off limits zone that has developed and they're sending in a team of scientists to figure out what's going on in like area X, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. um, led by Natalie Portman and, and some other all female, um, scientists, actors, um, and it's a really cool fantasy movie in the sense that they are encountering like all this natural beauty and um, weird uh, like happenings going on. You never know what, whether something is, is going to be uh, dangerous or just like beautiful foliage from a mute, mutated plant. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a giant, um, crocodile attack. And then the creepiest part of the movie, they encounter, um, they're like, uh, camping out in an old house or something. And they encounter this mutated bear Uh. that like is clearly a, what happens is the creatures start to absorb like features from other creatures. And so the bear is kind of like in this very hoarse, creepy voice talking like a like a human and um, yeah. it's a super disturbing scene um so yeah that's my selection I don't think it has it's not what people would classically think of as a monster movie <laughs> but <laughs> it's got variety and it's got originality so mm-hmm. Derek what about you
2: Little Monsters with Fred Savage yeah Ashley knows it yeah
0: yeah of course yeah um <laughs> Let's rank these suckers. So okay. we like to start. Yeah, we like to start sure. with. I mean, I honestly like my selection more than I than I <laughs> thought I would um, after we've gone through them. So I'm not going to completely give up hope. But let's start with Nightbreed, Ashley. Where Where do you think that falls? We didn't. New, yeah,
1: I would say near the top.
0: Yeah, those definitely. monsters are incredible. Yeah, we didn't re talk yeah, about them here because we spent so much time earlier. But mm-hmm. it, it just. It's gonna be hard for you to rank it against your own, so let's hold off on legend for a minute. But like, okay, where do you see Nightbreed versus Little Monsters?
1: It's I think Nightbreed's higher. Yeah, because there's was, so much of a variance, really? and they have all have powers and stuff. Like I just think, dang, s- sorry, Derek.
2: <laughs> I tried this. I tried really hard this week.
0: I mean, <laughs> yours is a great choice. Yeah, yours I, is I just really think good. Nightbreed is honestly, I think Nightbreed. Nightbreed is, is my really good. Top though. choice. Yeah, I mean, legend is. I guess actually the only fair way to do this would be to take if you were trying to to take your like personal attachment out of it and just Mm -hmm. looking at them equally which one do you think has you know more interesting monsters
1: probably oh I actually might still say legend because they have like unicorns and like actual like animal like monsters as well um and they have like fairies that are flying and like little creatures. Like it's a more there's a little bit more variance than the monsters and Nightbreed. But
0: fair, you you also spend pretty much the whole time in the 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 fantasy the, world. you yeah. know, As we talked about, Nightbreed's trying to do a lot of things. There'll be stretches of the movie where you're not even around the monsters. So mm-hmm. I think okay, it's I'm guessing the legend is going to be number number one. Wait, um, what? I thought it's Nightbre Nightbreed one. Mm. Ashley's second.
1: No, I think I'm first.
0: Ah, oh, shoot.
1: Only because yeah, you're in the fancy world the entire time, and okay. I don't know if you've watched Legend recently, but the set for Legend is incredible too. Yeah. Okay. It's a
0: more immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the set for Midian is cool, and and but but yeah, it's just like it's like half the movie versus the whole movie. So. Yep. Okay. Legend one, Nightbreed two. Now, <laughs> little monsters versus annihilation. <laughs> uh, Ashley.
1: Don't, I don't know. Um <laughs> I didn't even like Annihilation, but I'll take that out of it. But
2: <laughs> you gotta remember what this category yeah, is. best, best collection. No, I
1: know, monsters. I know. I was just saying, I didn't. I was Coconut, just like, it
0: Bear the monster plants. Drew, Drew
2: you I call think, it. You know what? You know. I answer. think
1: I think Derek should be Drew's. Yeah, in my. I episode. think y'all are
0: being very simple-minded. No offense. <laughs>
1: no offense taken. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, I just I have to rewatch Little Monsters. I don't remember all of them. And I watched right. Annihilation more recently, so.
0: I mean, I think on uh, for an originality win. value, I win. Yeah,
2: you know <laughs> what? With Actually, Little choice, Monsters but... will be fourth,
0: fourth place.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay,
0: well, <laughs> Ashley's okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Upset. <laughs> um, Ashley wins our first um, rank the blank where there's a reward. I Ashley? won last week too. Yeah, but we're starting fresh. <laughs> we live here okay. now. We're in rank we're in, in our radio permanently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let play let's my hear clip. clip. Woop woop. It's, He's under
3: it. a spell. it's not a powerful spell. Do something. Only you can answer this riddle. <laughs> Jack, we have a problem. So this is basically a clip.
1: Well, it's hard to it's hard to find a clip from that movie. And they usually speak um in poems too. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. But um it's basically the elf explaining to Jack that in order to get Princess Lily back, he has to like find her from the, the Lord of Darkness because they cut off the unicorn's horn and they have to put it back on. Right. It's pretty nuts. So
2: never cut off a unicorn horn.
1: I know, don't do that. Destroyed the whole fairyland. So your yeah. meat.
0: Um, oh, I want to hear more pelican I want to hear more pelican clips like every clip <laughs> clips, yeah <laughs> the the problem with monster yeah finding good monster clips is they're typically visual <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's not weird it's not about the sound but we did <laughs> we did have a really fun sound bite from pelican at least yeah um he's probably is he the winner of ranking the monsters from nightbreed yeah I mean, there were also the dude who like has those heads come out, the very inefficient oh, mm-hmm. way to kill someone. It takes a lot of buildup, but he has like these like tentacle heads come out of his shoulders and then they like wrap around uh, his prey. There's we we could have gone through the whole monsters one by one from Nightbreed. Um, yeah. But anyway, we'll save that for a future breakdown. That's it for this week's Rank the Blank, and it's almost time to sign off on new release for radio for the week and give our final thoughts on Nightbreed. But before we do, let's listen to a powerful ballad that found its way up nine spots to number 23 on this week's Billboard Top 100. That was, was getting into Taylor, that. <laughs> Taylor Dane with Love Will Lead You Back. I don't think we've heard the last of that one. Now, back to our feature presentation. <laughs> Ashley, I'm really curious this week. Um, we know We talked about the box office, but we haven't, and we talked that, you know, it wasn't a big hit. But what was the critical response to this movie?
1: It wasn't super well received at the time, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, pretty weak reviews, <laughs> but I will give um, a couple of reviews that I read and maybe a review that I wrote, and then you guys can figure out which one I wrote.
0: Let's play two true views and a lie. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Okay.
2: Who's going to win, Drew or me? Uh, we don't I, know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably
0: not me. I mean, I'm. he's two I'm for a, two. I got, yeah. The last yeah, two. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Ready? Okay. So the monsters' makeup and creativity of Midian was truly a sight to see. Too bad the audience tried to make the monsters the villains when the humans were the real monsters. That's one. Okay. Um, one of those situations where the monsters are more human than the actual humans. Seeing a theme um, here. Common theme, Yeah. Um, night breed, more like night bleed. Three. <laughs> and then four um, a wonderful and relatable storyline where the outcasts found a place to belong. The serial killer should have been left out altogether.
0: I think you uh you wrote three and four.
1: What do you think, Derek?
2: I'm not gonna guess this week. You have to guess. <laughs> Shoot, I'm gonna Say guess one and four, two. and two.
1: I did two, three, and four. <laughs> oh,
0: another <laughs> Ashley curveball.
2: An- um, another true. Two true reviews and a lie, and Every, a lot more a lies. lies. Yeah. Everything actually <laughs> says is a lie.
0: Um, so um, the first nice. two, you basically took one of the, you took the review that was like about about the monsters being more human than than the humans, um, mm-hmm. and then put your own spin on that. And then I like I like Night Bleed. That was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank I you. Like and then the
1: other one, I didn't. So I didn't care about the serial killer line at all. That whole storyline in the movie—that's
0: fair. I guess I'm giving it credit for that, just because it was not something I'd really seen. The that mixed, you know, it's probably what held the movie back, frankly. But it was. The one movie ended up. Oh, if I could read
1: this movie i would just take out the serial killer
0: like one, i just didn't really one thing um uh i did like was how early on they kind of set up it's not like brain dead which is obnoxiously like throwing you for um pointless twists and, mm-hmm. and taking you out of it but they do they do set up a pretty obvious twist early on that like the the psychologist is going to be the killer yep. or going to be evil and i thought they did that quickly and effectively having him be like, like you said, with that flashback scene, that was like a legit scary scene that they showed, like him murdering a whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just kind of his presence, like early on in the movie, then the movie, once the movie transitions to fantasy world, he can't really compete with the -hmm. (laughs) the interesting monsters. But early on, I mean, it it, could have worked um, Mm -hmm. if that's the type of movie it wanted to be.
1: Yeah, and I thought that when the, that scene where he's killing the family or whatever, and like the boys watching, mm-hmm. I thought that the boy was going to turn into Boone. Cause at the very beginning, I was like, why would they show this story? And I thought like right. Boone was going to be the kid and be the whole thing. And that's why he's all messed up, but that never. <laughs> had
2: any I mean in, is so.
0: that not yeah I I don't even want to get into it right now because <laughs>
2: <laughs> Drew doesn't want to get into it right
0: well now. no it'll probably be confusing because <laughs> yeah. yeah I I kind of forgot I had the same thought the same thought process but didn't didn't circle back on it mm-hmm. um cool well good job do you have any awards or um beat poetry for us this week
1: um I do have kind of poetry awards um but it also won some stuff which is cool so it won at the the silver scream award at the amsterdam fantastic film festival nice which is nice um it also won at the other another film festival in Avoriaz form festival a and what? it won Avoriaz. it's just like Avoriaz fantastic film festival i don't know gotcha. what it is and then it won the critics award um at fantasporto so a lot of like international like fantasy mm-hmm. award shows which makes complete sense i
0: mean a lot of the movies we've watched we see other markets appreciating them Much more than the US. Yeah. Or
1: market. (laughs) Yep. Um, And then, as far as like my little award or rhyme or whatever I want it to be, Uh um, I have disgusting button face, killing families all over the place, trying to blame it all on Boone, but in time, it is he who will die in Midian's womb.
0: Ooh, womb. Womb. Nice.
1: Yep. And then I shall have Midian monsters, mayhem, and a messiah. Oh, my.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, there has to be a. Um, you you might be auditioning for some kind of like job as a uh, Twitter uh, social media manager if we ever make it back to the present. For oh, like, cool. You Down. could you could put out these as as uh, <laughs> teasers for the movies.
3: Yeah,
1: I think that's um, a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> yeah, someone. Um, but- <laughs> and then as far as. I guess I'll put it to you guys and then I'll respond, but would you guys want to watch this again? Skip it, watch it with friends, never see it again. What do you think?
0: I 100% watch, uh, recommend watching. Uh, I would watch it again with a new, you know, new people. Um, forget y'all, uh, forget the audience that we saw it with. Um, once this comes out on home video, uh, if we're still here, we'll we'll surely rent it. Um, but you know, maybe we should get a job at the movie theater. That would be convenient. I think
1: that's the best job, probably. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but yeah, I would uh, to without reservation recommend people watching this.
1: Derek, what about you?
0: I don't
2: know. It was a little odd to me. Ooh. Uh
3: oh. Okay. Yeah.
2: The beginning was scary.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it was legitimately scary. I had to actually pause it. Wait, stress- we, was, we need was, to, talk about, is, this. We need to was, talk about this. It was it was stressing me out. So I I paused the, the film and then watched it. And then it was good. It's set design, practical effects, like uh who expensive, like you said. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I don't know. Damn. Okay. I don't know. That's my answer. Okay. You invented a new answer. Um, you, you, you can
2: <laughs> what definitely watch it i guess if you if you dig editing and set design practical effects you know makeup all that thing, all that yeah. stuff
0: well you mentioned something that we've totally forgot to talk about we'll just do it real quick the beginning beginning of this movie like the the pre yeah. the pre opening which is them like the monsters and sort of 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 dream sequence dancing around like they're in a st- uh, stage musical um yeah. it basically <laughs> looks like cats, it's like cats.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and it's totally a different tone than the rest of the movie i mean it's a dream clearly but like that was wild yeah, you int- was introduced
2: weird. to all the wild
0: characters yeah mm, it- including my character if we if we were interviewing Clyde Barker, I would definitely ask him how that decision was was made because it's it was it was a strange yeah. way to open the movie. But mm-hmm. I I actually it's just a strange movie overall. Agreed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I I think it, I just figured out the answer. So because the movie starts off as a serial killer movie and it doesn't really have any of the fantasy elements, they wanted to, you know, show you up front that that was going to be part of the movie. Yeah, it's a teaser. And have that dream sequence because otherwise it would have been really jarring <laughs> for <Yeah>. the monsters <laughs> to show up <laughs> like 30 minutes in. So, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Actually, I
1: would I would watch it. Yeah. I'd recommend it. I think it's I thought it was great.
0: I yeah. really enjoyed it, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a, there were lulls and there mm-hmm. were, you know, things that didn't work, but But just to see the
1: monsters in general, like if you just want to like fast forward it to the mid, it's just really cool.
0: Yeah, just
2: watch Little Monsters
1: and Legend or or Annihilation. Yeah, not Annihilation.
0: (laughs) Any movie? um, Watch The Beach. Great, great movie. Um, Leo. (laughs) So, on a scale of one to ninety, how nineties is Nightbreed? Based on music, wardrobe, actors, and of course, nineties tropes. I feel like we have to say this every time this, this had like eighties fantasy tropes Mm -hmm. and practical effects. One thing that I thought was maybe specific to the nineties was this kind of movement that humans are bastards, um, as your review touched on. Mm -hmm. Um, so it has that going on, but in the other categories, pretty high marks. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: uh, and they even have like a little performance on stage. Very 90s.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. So Laurie, the, the Laurie character is a musician. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah all randomly in the middle of the movie, there's a basically a full length performance of one of her songs. It's not very good. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it should be <laughs> it's good. It's not bad. It's, no, it's just very it's, generic. It's def- yeah, it's definitely <laughs> not good, but it's not bad. <laughs> um, at least it gives her like a little moment to uh takes on our stage literally yeah um, so our most 90s movies so far is hard to kill um from last week 73 out of 90 so it's not um we've only watched six movies now from from 1990 so it's not like we've hit the the most 90s ones yet this one probably our most 90s we probably have a new leader huh
1: there's no steven seagal in it though
0: that's true <laughs> um i i I keep forgetting to look up the um the main actor. What what's that guy's name?
1: Well, he plays Aaron Boone, but I don't know what his name uh, is. And her name's like Anna and Bobby is the girl.
0: Craig Sheffer. What is he known for? A river runs through it. Some kind of wonderful. The program. So I think he's a. I mean, he's not Steven Seagal. He didn't have like one. Oh, duh! I know him from as Dan from One Tree Hill
1: oh that's oh (laughs) duh
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i knew like i knew he looked super familiar he was a he was a hunk
1: in in this this movie movie? yeah uh i don't know (laughs) i I don't think so no
0: Um, i mean he's
1: better than steven seagal but that's not saying a lot so
0: i mean it's not dan dan's the evil the evil brother he plays keith maybe on one tree hill mm -mm, i don't want all my (laughs) one tree hill heads coming after coming one after tree hill heads. i'm a i'm a og one tree hill um <laughs> fan so anyway uh i was just pointing that out because he is a 90s actor but <laughs> not on the level of seagull um the music the music is pretty 90s i don't know it didn't have a overpowering score
1: yeah um, i don't really remember the music so
0: okay maybe it's not maybe maybe it's not a clear-cut decision so what's what's the ballpark you're looking at, and then maybe Derek can help us dial it no, in. No, I'll, I'll just start
2: us off. Uh, okay. 50. Whoa. 50?
1: I'm saying higher than that. I was thinking like the 60s. Wow. Well,
3: well,
0: for, so for context, Leatherface, 60 out of 90. Tremor, 69 out of 90. You think this is less 90s than this? Okay. Practical effects gets 15, 65. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm fine with that. But Yeah, I'm going yeah, to 65. I,
2: not going above that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I think So Hard to yeah. Kill
1: is more 90s, so Yeah. it should be below that. Um Okay.
0: Yeah, the fun thing about this ranking is that um it's not how good is the movie. It's it's like a very special way to to um <laughs> to sum up the movie. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 65. What about you, Drew? Yep. You didn't give your
2: well,
3: score.
1: Well, I think he just agrees.
0: Well, oh. so yeah, we don't all have to we just have to agree to a score. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. What was that what was that signal? Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. It was it was a thumbs
2: up and then yeah. it was uh
0: hang 10 bay. Yeah. All right, our last (laughs) category um, is going to be merchandise. (laughs) So what are we going to include in our new release gift shop that you can find if you travel back to 1990 and hit up the the mystery mall that we are stationed at, Um, or you can find it in our present day Etsy store at Etsy backslash, we'll figure out the URL later. Ashley, in addition to Leatherface's skin mask, Steven Seagal's ponytail hair clip, um, which is our number one seller right now. Woo. Um, what are we going to add to the store from Nightbreed? So
1: I was, I had two thoughts. One would be to have like magnetic quills that you can like Ooh. put on like your shirt and like whatever. I feel like that's like very punk rock kind of 90s. Yeah. Um, and then my other thought was maybe some face decals that like Aaron Boone had for his character that would like glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking.
0: Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Derek, you have any ideas? I was
2: thinking a like a blow dart.
0: <laughs> okay. That's
1: dangerous.
0: Well, so you were thinking along <laughs> the lines for the, of the quills too?
2: Yeah, yeah. But I do like the idea of uh, temporary tattoos for your face.
0: Yeah, that's I good, feel like that's temporary tattoos might be about to catch on.
1: <laughs> to real tattoos on your face?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it feels like a very 1990 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's go with, um, well, that way you can basically become your own night breed. Yeah. You can make so your own you make your own monster. Yeah. Customize your own thing. It's kind of like cashing in on the, um, uh, the easy bake for, for monsters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, creepy, creepy crawlers. crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is, yeah. Make yourself a monster.
1: Perfect. I love it. Cool.
0: Next week. We have an Australian import, much like a razorback. I just, I did, is that the right accent?
1: Sounds <laughs> like a vampire or something.
3: <laughs>
0: razorback. <laughs> um, oh, that's better. A dystopian movie. This movie is weird. I I I looked um at other, I was browsing the newspaper today looking at other options for next week, but I think we're gonna we're gonna stick with stick with this one. It's a dystopian movie about a really violent sport called Jugger. Um oh. like Rugby plus uh, Roman gladiators, or something. Okay, share the trailer
3: The Blood of Heroes, starring Rutger
2: Hauer of The Hitcher and Blade Runner, Joan Chen of The Last
3: Emperor, and Vincent D'Onofrio of Full Metal Jacket. The film Newsday magazine called a dazzling action movie. Maybe One of the most just original just since the first <laughs> Blood makes grade. Brutal,
2: entertaining. The action scenes are numerous and exciting. <laughs> the New York Post.
3: The blood of heroes. Damn. That's,
1: those drums are intense. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> drum
0: and bass. We got our first Oof. review. Um, the action <laughs> scenes are numerous. <laughs> <laughs> Good. um what did it say blood meets blade
1: i don't know what meets grade i was oh, distracted yeah. by all like the drums in the
0: background this is this was gonna be a this is gonna be a weird one so Perfect. um y'all excited for it
1: yeah sure why not <laughs>
0: i
2: mean we're stuck in the 90s so
1: might you know, as well watch it
0: what else yeah. are we gonna do um we're gonna have to hunt down a theater that's that's showing this but we'll We'll make it happen. You can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. That's
2: uh, a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> it's
0: so a wrap. Take us out.
1: Now it's at 70.